I guess when my dad chose to move to rugby union, yeah, that was massive in our household, especially for me. I don't know how it felt like the end of the world to me at the time, to be honest. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast, or two Inside Line. I'm Owen Farrell. I'm Owen Farrell. Uh, I'm a flyer centre and I play for Saracens in England. Usually fly half would um, do a lot of the calling uh, for, the, for what the team does. Um, kind of get the ball in your hands quite a lot. Uh, usually fly half does a fair amount of the, the kicking along with the scrum half and you're often the, the kicker at goal as well. Centre's probably played in, in a bit of a bit of different ways. I'm probably more of a fly half that plays in the centre rather than a, rather than an out and out centre. So centres can be bigger and, and more more through the line or they can be more of a playmaker like a fly off which I suppose that's why I'm picked there sometimes I was rugby obsessed as a kid um, I've, I've grown up with it really uh, it's in my family uh, I started off playing rugby league uh, watching rugby league that was my first passion and I, I guess that's what I was obsessed with as a young kid as, as, as early as I can remember I'm, I'm in September so I'm always older for my year so I was always one of a big kid that was loud and you know, probably always trying to tell people what to do. <laughs> I grew up in a place called Wigan. Uh, it's just an old, an old mining town. It's a rugby obsessed town. It's got a, a club with a club with massive history at, at the heart of it. And um, yeah, that was probably a big part of big part of me growing up. Even I can remember even at school, like Wigan are playing a Friday night, and everybody would walk down together to watch to watch the game, and that was just part of your week. My dad used to play for for Wigan and then and then moved over to Saracens. So um, my first experience would have either been to go watch him with my mum and my grandparents uh, and following him everywhere when I was young, or, or tagging along with him to training and kicking balls back for while he was goal kicking. Or just watching, probably probably being a bit of a nuisance on the sideline. To be honest, I was watching the best what they did at training. Um, what people did in terms of staying behind doing extra work what people did how people like how competitive people were how much people cared that would have been a lot of things that I'd have been taking in subconsciously that would have helped show me from a from an earlier age what what it was like to be a be a professional not not just not just that what it was like to be one of the one of the good ones as well so that'd be uh, probably probably me in a nutshell I would have just probably watched the the bigger games that were on TV, uh, England games, uh, but not as much club rugby or anything like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been too aware of it. I'd have watched England play, and that would just be like me almost watching England football play when I was younger. Arthur's proper passion was was just rugby league, really. When I was younger, I wouldn't I wouldn't have really known the difference too much between. Uh, union because I, I wouldn't have been exposed to it that much to be honest it's very different now that I'm older that I don't think they're even comparable to be honest uh, in terms of in terms of playing it of course you've got similar skills but in terms of how the game is played and how it's and how it's run and what type of space there is on the field it's all different from from what I see anyway got people that can come over from rugby league or vice versa and it's normally it takes people a while uh, and that 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 shows you how much difference um, there is in there is in the game. 
I guess when my dad chose to move to rugby union, yeah, that was massive in our household, especially for me. I was 13 at the time. don't know how it felt like the end of the world to me at the time, to be honest. Uh, um, I couldn't believe that I was leaving, leaving my mates, um, leaving uh, home, going to a new school, leaving the, the even my amateur club that I played for and loved. I couldn't believe I was leaving that. I used to actually get the, the train back to meet my grandparents at the other side to play at the weekends sometimes when I first did. But having said that, I was probably the first one to settle in, first one to make friends, first one to get down to the local rugby club and settle in that way, really. Progression-wise, whether it's your school or your club, you just kind of end up getting opportunities to be selective for higher levels, I guess. Uh, I mean, when when we were younger, we, you played for your county, then you got trials for London South East, I think it was. It was, and then you, you played in games for London and South East that determined whether you got picked for England under 16s. I played a couple of years of that, and then after that, it kind of goes more into sort of club rugby, Saracens and academy stuff into England under 18s, into into full time rugby into England under 20s. When you leave school, you're straight into that, and and that's when that's when you become a professional. Really, I stayed at school till the end of sixth form. I did my did my A levels. Probably not something that I wanted to do because I, I I wanted to kind of get on with it. My parents were adamant that I finished my A levels, which was probably the right thing to do. And and then. As soon as I did become a, a professional and being every day, I loved it, yeah. And I got an opportunity a bit earlier than than expected through injuries to other people. And that was kind of it. I played for the club there ever since. It's not just my dad's side, that's the rugby side of the family. Probably my mum's side is even more of a family that's played rugby, to be honest. So it's, it's come from both sides. But in terms of relationships growing up, it's hard to answer because I've never known it any different. My dad always played when I was younger. When I was playing, um, I used to tag along to as much as I could that, with him. And then when I left school, he ended up being a, a coach at, at Saracens at that time. And then he was a coach at England for a while when I was when I was here. And everyone asked what what was that like, but I knew it no different. Um, when I first when I first started, he was he was there, so it wasn't strange for me at all. So, but yeah, obviously he's had a a big influence on me. I guess when you're both obviously passionate about the game and you're both working it every day and, and both love it, then that's what you kind of end up being drawn to when, you, when you're talking anyway. So, yeah, it's, it's always kind of been that way. When he was a coach, when he was at the club, he, he, was, he was just my coach. Especially at first, it was probably an effort to make sure that that was the case uh, from both sides, I think. After that, it was pretty straightforward. You were both just there doing your job. Obviously, it was working on the same team at first. You obviously just want what's, what's best for you anyway. That was similar to from being a dad to being a coach. And then opposition coach, I, I think that's be, that's made too much of a deal of um, from from other people. Everybody asks, like, what's it, what's it like playing against him? I'm not playing against him. He's doing his job as a coach and I'm doing I'm trying to do my job as a player. Like, it's that's it. Yeah, I think it'd be a bit different if maybe we were both on the pitch, um, but that's not the case. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not difficult for us at all. It's, it's difficult for the rest of my family, probably. It's difficult for my mum because she doesn't know what, what she wants to happen during the game. But for, for me and him, it's, it's simple. The, the only thing that I'd really say about that, and that this is not about achievements or whatever, I, I loved watching him play when I, was, when I was younger. 
I loved watching that team, that Wigan team. I loved growing up watching him play. I thought I was very, very uh, lucky because I, I was an older kid when I when he was in his prime, really. And for me to be able to see that, I, I think I think I'm very lucky. Like I've I've got two little boys now, and and they they're seeing me, but they're they're really young. And you know, sometimes they're watching the game, sometimes they're not. I would have been obsessed. So yeah, as I said, I, I loved I loved that part of my childhood. My name's Sean O'Loughlin, ex-Wigan Warriors player, and I am Owen Farrell's uncle. My kind of career as a, as a player, Owen was kind of always there as a kid and, and witnessed that as, as he did his, his dad's, but probably more so him, he, he saw me kind of come through the academy system as well and progress um, from a kid being becoming a player as well. He was always down at kind of games my parents would take me to games. He would always, he would always tag along. He would come home and away fixtures and things like that. So he was, I think rugby was in, embedded in him from from a very young age. He was a lead, he was a leader straight away as a, as a player. He was very vocal. He was, yeah, just a real, real quality player, but quality, quality lad as well. I'm, I'm obviously very proud of his, his kind of honours, what he's won, what he's accomplished, all that kind of stuff. Seeing him seeing him captain in England, being on lines to us, all that kind of thing. Very, very proud of him. But just how well-rounded he is as a bloke, I think is is the biggest accolade I, I could give him and the biggest thing I'm, I'm most proud about him. He, he, he obviously is he's very much in the limelight. He does, he's a, a big figure for the sport. But just just the way he conducts himself, he's, 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 a, he's very much a family-first person. He's all about his kids, his wife, his parents, uh, doing them proud. And I think because he's like that, the, the, the accolades have come along it. But he's never chased anything other than being a good a good rugby player. He's, he's not he's not the most comfortable doing press. He's not the most comfortable going out there doing more than just playing the game. That's a real quality to him. His own path is, is what he's focused on and, and how he can play the best for his, whether that be Saracens, whether that be England, whether that be the Lions. He's all, he's all about how he can best serve his team. 21 points from Owen Farrell so far. Masterclass. And this one to seal the clean sweep. Over it goes. Never looked like missing. 24 points. Owen Farrell. What what qualities do I value in myself and what do I bring to the game? First and foremost, like when it comes to playing the game, I think uh, being competitive is a big thing for me. Uh, ever since I can remember, I've always been been that way. I was always hated losing as a kid. Loved winning. Wanted to win everything that I, that I did. Um, I guess being a big part of sparking, looking into things deeper and looking into things uh, of how you can improve and looking and being open as well. So yeah, I'd say I'd say that would be the the main one. What do I do otherwise? Goal kicking. Uh, no, um, no. Well, obviously, my family, my family takes up a, a fair bit of that time with two young kids running around. When you're with them, it's 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 pretty hard to to be elsewhere, and to, it's be, it's pretty hard to be thinking about anything else other than other than being with them. Which I think's a, a been a, a great thing for me. I'm I'm into I'm into any other sport as well. I, I I love watching any any big sport that's on that's on TV. I like playing golf. There's, there's loads of other interests, but um, it's trying to find the balance between the time, especially uh, at home as well. So making sure that that's the case. 
when you when you're playing with the kids in the garden, you're playing. You, there's there's nowhere else to be. There's 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 not there's not much else to think about. Um, I guess the tough. A tough part of it is when sometimes you you have a, a tougher day or uh, having a look at yourself. You carry you carry some things home which you shouldn't do, and you know you shouldn't do, and and that probably that probably affects the time you spend with the people at home, which which uh, again you shouldn't do. But that's that's always been something that I've been trying to work on as well. So making sure that that's part of accepting accepting things and and, and moving on and getting on with it and being present where, wherever. I am. Somehow, Farrell, the England captain, got in the way of the Giants' second row. Owen Farrell, firstly, is an impressive bloke. I don't know him as well as, as his teammates do at Saris, but from what I can see and, and from what I know, he's, he's extremely family-orientated. He's, he's very close to his family, which I respect and love. And he's an extremely proud man, extremely competitive. I'm Marcus Smith, and I play for Harlequins and England rugby. On the field, he's, he's a winner. He's... He wears his heart on his sleeve, um, both for club and countries. He's done it now for, for many years, so he's extremely experienced. He's got this um, aura about him that when he speaks, everyone listens. Um, and that's down to all the success he's had on the field. He's, he's a massive leader for us here in England. He's The way he drives the team, the way he drives standards day in, day out is really impressive and it's something that I've definitely learned and, and tried to take back to me uh, when I go play for Quinns. His appetite to get better every day is is special and um, it's not an accident why why he is where he is. My name is Billy Vunipola. I play for Saracens and England. Owen Farrell. Well, as a player and a teammate, I love, actually, first of all, I love reading things about him because, you know, I don't always go out there and search his name, but the things that do pop up just make me laugh. I don't think they understand his influence Firstly, but also his determination to always want to be better. It's something that will always be, it will be unmatched by anyone that I've ever played with in terms of, you know, from what I see as a teammate, he's always thinking of what can we do better? What can I do better as a player? And that's something that obviously resonates and rubs off on, on me. So he's a very nice guy off the pitch. He's now dad of two. He's doing very well for himself and He's a future coach as well, I'd say. Yeah, watch out for Farrell Jr. coaching someone out there in the future, just like his dad. Now England looking for a drop goal. Farrell. Oh, it's going to be tight. It's there. So the celebration is basically two, two J's linked together for, for joining Jack. Jack's a little boy whose whose dad used to play with my dad at Wigan, Andy Johnson, and he's he's got something called Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and and his family have been trying to find a cure, and trying to raise awareness and funds, and they've grown the charity not just joining Jack but set up Duchenne UK as well, and they've grown that charity enormously and are helping a lot of people. And I guess it, start, it started off from obviously knowing, knowing the family and seeing seeing people in, in rugby league and the Super League picking it up and doing, call it the JJ salute. And everybody's situation is different, isn't it? Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, anybody who plays on, on, on TV should have a responsibility to do something for... But this, this one was stuck out so much for us and was such a simple way of, of me doing something that hopefully could help a bit. Like, of course you're going to help. 
still hoping that, that the cure can be found. When you're here, you're always you're always on to, you're always onto the next thing. In terms of picking out moments that that were big, it's it's tough. I guess I'd probably look back at the end of my career a bit more and, and maybe and 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 see and be, be be a bit more proud of yourself then. But um, I don't know. Your first cap's pretty special. Whenever you reach like any type of milestone like that, your fiftieth, we've had some big wins over the course of over the course of that time. And yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't really pick too many out. But yeah, I think the first cap would be the would be the biggest. It's pretty fast moving at times. Um, there's always something around the corner that you never want to really let up. You can't really be caught sitting back thinking, "How good was this? How good was that?" Especially when you're in the thick of it and going into a new season or going into uh, I don't know a big tournament or anything like that. So I am definitely I'm definitely proud of of some bits that have that have been but I can't say I'd sit here and think too much about them to be honest the main thing for me is just to make the most out of what's in front of us so if I'm lucky enough to be to be involved um, there's there's plenty to there's plenty to get stuck into for me I still want to improve still want to get better still want to make the most of every experience I get to have I guess so that would be that's a, probably a big a big motivator for me I don't know. I, I think I think that I think that sort of thing of of feedback and being under constant judgment, I guess, is getting harder for for people nowadays. With I guess like ex- accessibility to people, really, and and being able to just go on and, and message message whoever you want and and tell them what you think. When I first started playing, that weren't the case. Probably when I first started playing, there was that was probably the only thing was was the media. Now it's now it's everyone. I guess you just have to check yourself. I think I think the people who I want feedback from, I I, I get feedback. Uh, the people that I want to listen to, I do. Um, in terms of how I rationalise it, I heard I heard it before on a, on a podcast. I think it was Jason Kenny was talking about how he how he sees it, and he's just talking about that. I don't think I'd ever go on there and try and give someone else the opinion of what I think of their game or what I think of the way that they've done their job so so therefore I, I shouldn't really be listening to it I shouldn't really be taking too much notice of that um, as I said I've got I've got plenty of people to give me to give me good honest feedback and plenty of people to keep me in check as well as push you on I guess that's probably a big thing too but as far as listening to, to outside noise yeah I, I don't think I'd I'd do too much of that myself so therefore I try and put myself in a situation of I shouldn't react to it if that's the case in terms of the leadership qualities, I've, n- I've never been shy to 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 speak up since I was a kid. I think that's come from hopefully a bit of a bit of knowledge of the game, hopefully as well, and probably that competitive side more than anything when I, when I was first playing. But that's not to say that you can't be you can't be wrong as well, and being open to being wrong and learn learning, I guess that way, and, and trying to be better that way is is probably that's something I've had to do a, a fair bit. But I'd say that's helped me do it quicker rather than it almost take me time to come out of my shell and then then make my mistakes. I guess when I, I look back at it, I probably threw myself into it and made those mistakes and hopefully learned from them pretty quickly. And I'm still I'm still doing that now. So I think that'll always be a big part of, of rugby and leadership's definitely a part of that as well. Mm-hmm.